Will you please welcome our guest moderator, news editor of Empire Magazine, and part of the presenting team on BBC's Film 2013, Chris Hewitt. Hello. A lot of people out on Friday nights. It's always good to see. Uh, thanks for coming. Uh, Sam Raimi is the legendary filmmaker behind the Spider-Man trilogy, the Evil Dead trilogy, and Drag Me to Hell. Zach Braff is a brilliant star of Scrubs and the writer-director of Garden State. And now they've teamed up for All is the Great and Powerful, which basically tells the story of how the Wizard of Oz became the Wizard of Oz. Before we meet them, let's take a look at the trailer. Kansas is full of good men. I don't want to be a good man. I want to be a great one. You're gonna need this! Please welcome the director and star of All It's Great and Powerful, Sam Raimi and Zach Braff. Hi, guys. Hello, everybody. Thank you for coming. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello, sir. Wow, what a welcome. Thank, thank you, you for, guys. Thank you. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for coming. I'm most excited to be wearing this Madonna microphone. <laughs> Should we do a song? I could dance, <laughs> but I'll, I'll save it for the end. <laughs> so, guys, welcome. Thank you. Thank How you for you having us. Yeah, it's, uh, so welcome to London, indeed. Uh, so, Sam, let's start with you, because this is a, a, a prequel, if you will, to The Wizard of Oz, and that's a, a concept that would send many a filmmaker scurrying for cover. Did it initially do that to you? Yes. I was afraid of uh, the fans of the original classic saying, don't tamper with my memories, and there's such a reverence for that great film, The Wizard of Oz, directed by Victor Fleming, 1939. And I have it myself. It's my favorite picture of all time. Okay. And I was afraid if I uh, made a wrong step, the fans would react badly. But then I read the screenplay, and I was really moved by the story, the story of a selfish man who becomes a selfless man. And it was an uplifting experience for me to see the growth of this character. And I thought, if I can capture the feeling that I have from reading the screenplay, and put it into this, into the movie, mm -hmm. the Wizard of Oz fans who may have been doubters will come along. Okay. And in the movie, Oz is played by James Franco, and his friend in Oz and in the real world is played by Zack. Now, 
Finley. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Zach, you play Frank and Finley. Can Please you talk make about sure to buy Apple products while you're here? <laughs> Wrong commission. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> On the way in, I was like, oh, this is kind of an appropriate time for me to ask about some questions with my iPhone 5. <laughs> We've got a lot of geniuses here. It's all, all good. good. I'm going um, to tackle one of them. Can you talk about Frank and Finley and who they are? Uh, yeah, well, just like in The Wizard of Oz, um, in this prequel, there's the, the world of Kansas, um, and then James Franco gets transplanted, transported to this magical world of Oz. So in Kansas, I'm his assistant. He's a magician in a, in a rundown circus. And then uh, when I land in Oz, when James lands in Oz, he comes across this 36-inch tall uh, flying uh, monkey who's uh, cute and funny, and um, <laughs> hopefully, and, um, and, and, and becomes his sidekick, his, his friend on this, on this journey in a similar way that Dorothy stumbled across the lion, the tin man, and the, and yeah. the, uh, and the other guy, Scarecrow. And so to play Finley, you went full Andy Circus, didn't you? You went full blue onesie on set. Uh, in the spirit of Andy Serkis, but, and Sam can speak to this, we, he didn't do the full dots on the face motion capture okay. uh, style. Um, and, and Sam, correct me when I, if I'm wrong, but he, he wanted to really capture um, video performance of my face. So I would often wear a blue onesie um, to, I just like saying blue onesie. You're obsessed <laughs> with that onesie. Uh, yeah, I love that blue onesie. Um, and because um, I just fit it so well. And then, um, I would, I, I would literally just cramp down on the floor often to be, you know, put my butt on the floor and hunched over and I would act with everyone and they would videotape my face and then the performance of the animators would then take all that video footage that Sam edited together and, yeah. and create the monkey's face. Okay. And that was an important step for us was working with Joey King who played the China Girl uh -huh. and Zach who played the Winged Monkey was to really put the essence of their performance into these animations. We wanted to really get the spirit of it, their soul. And I felt, along with my visual effects designer, Scott Stockdyke, that if we did a motion capture, which is the preferred technique nowadays, and let that performance be interpreted by a computer and let it drive the animation, that it would be a soulless, cold thing. Yeah. And we wanted something with the human spirit, the human heart intact. So we worked with uh, his great performance that Bob Morosky, our editor, edited. And then we worked directly with our animation director, going to the human animator's who by hand animated the winged monkey, his character, and the China girl. Mm. Although they're using a computer, it's all hand done. Each choice is made not by a computer, but by the human heart of the animator. When you walk around uh, the Disney hallways, uh, there's amazing pictures. And one of them uh, really caught my eye, and it's of um, animators when they were making Bambi staring at a young fawn um, with their with their um, sketchbooks right. and kind of uh, you know just taking notes and yeah. this made me think of that. Sam sort of um, went, went in, in, a, in a 2013 way went back to that and and, and said I'm going to have video a video performance and I want them to even though they're using a computer I want it to be hand done not sort of a computer interpreting the gestures. Okay. It was a, a technique suggested by my um, visual effects supervisor Scott Stockdike because we really wanted to everything we did was about trying to capture your spirit and the spirit of the people giving the performance. Okay. And Sam, what made you look at Sack and think this guy could play a winged monkey this tall? <laughs> well, um, I needed help creating this character. As good a job as the writers had done, there was still a whole personality and a soul, a soul that I needed somebody to create, to live. And I met a few actors for the part, and when Zach came into the office, I just had an instant rapport with him. He seemed like he had 
a warm spirit, a generous spirit. And I thought, that's what the wizard needs for his friend, somebody with real warmth. And then Zach's a great writer, and he's a director in his own right, and a um, great collaborator. So he really contributed a lot of lines and bits. And when him and James got on the set together, they really sparked some very sweet, humorous bits that yeah. really bring the film to life. And, uh, and Zach, there's not a lot of winged monkeys out there. I've checked. I've Googled it. And uh, so how did, how did you research well, this Well, actually, role? it was quite annoying. I got to the set, and I, I met James for the first time, and he had just come off Planet of the Apes. <laughs> and he's like, actually, I just worked with another CG monkey. <laughs> and not only that, it was the and Andy Serkis, who's, you know, the best there is at doing that <laughs> stuff. So it was a hard act to follow. Um, there, no, there's no research to be done. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, uh, when you're a flying uh, monkey. but um, Just wing it. Just, just <laughs> British Sorry. humor. Sorry. <laughs> hey, we did Python. We did okay. <laughs> so should we take a look at Finley in action? Yeah, let's see Finley. We doing have a clip thing. now, of Finley and Oz. So and when you see this clip, yeah. it's, it's fun to say that I'm I'm literally um, crouching on all fours, uh, walk walking next to James um, when when we shot this, and then it, it it gets replaced and becomes this eventually. And you might recognize the road they're walking on. Uh, let's take a look at the clip. Thank you. How hard could it be to kill a Wicked Witch? Hard! Really hard! It's very, very hard to kill a Wicked Witch. And what about that poor girl back there? I think she really liked you. She'll get over me. They always do. She's a pretty young witch. There'll be plenty of wizards knocking at her door. Oh, every lie you tell gets us one step closer to the Emerald City dungeon. And don't think of them as lies. Think of them as stepping stones on the road to greatness. Wait, I got it. Or turn around and go back. You'll come clean. You apologize for lying about being the wizard and for lying to that poor girl, okay? You gotta really seem contrite. You gotta sell it. Maybe you can even cry. Can you cry? I could cut up an onion. I'm not going back. We're gonna find this wicked witch, steal her wand, I'll get that big pile of gold, and you can have a nice pile of bananas, all right? Bananas. Oh, I see. Because I'm a monkey, I must love bananas, right? That is a vicious stereotype. You don't like bananas? Of course I love bananas. I'm a monkey. Don't be ridiculous. I just don't like you saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Thank you. Zach, how much of that was improvised, that, that particular bit? Uh, I, I don't know. Pieces. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it was, it was, it's sort of a big hodgepodge. We had some great writers, and then uh, um, some, some jokes I would just riff on. Uh, I don't know exactly. Mm -hmm. Pieces. And Sam, uh, as a director, what's it like when you have people like James and Zach? Cut up an onion was mine. Okay, there we go. <laughs> it's great working with uh, actors like James and Zach because when you have great actors, they know how to make the scene work. They know how to bring uh, finesse to a performance. They know, how to, they know what line to remove because it's redundant. They have a sense of what the audience knows already, and they have an eye for repetition. They know what, what it's best not to communicate an additional point, to let the audience use their own imagination and fill in the blanks. So mm. it's great working with great actors because they know how to make the scene work. Okay, and uh, in that scene we saw the uh, Yellow Brick Road. How yeah. much of that was real? How much of what they were walking through was real? Well, the Yellow Brick Road was a set piece that was built mm -hmm. and about a foot and a half on either side of the road, the grass was, was real. Beyond that, our CG art artists carried on the world. Okay. And it was very important for our production designer, Robert Stromberg, and myself, to really um, capture what we wanted in the frame and build these sets as, as large as possible so that the CGI artists, and there are thousands of them, there's probably a thousand of them, um, 
have a real clear idea of what it is that we're going for in each and every shot. Mm -hmm. The texture of the fabrics, the look of the plaster on the road, the feel of the grasses and the dappled lighting that's falling upon it. This way, when you send out shots all across the world to be done by all of these different artists, they see precisely what you're after. And it's actually the best way to have a consistent and uh, look throughout the whole picture and have control over the look. And is that useful, Zach, having elements of a set? Yeah, there. I'd never been on a movie this size and scale, so I didn't know what to expect. I had seen uh, 300 uh, and the, and the behind-the-scenes footage, and yeah. I thought we were just going to be on like a blue-screen stage. Yeah. But Sam really, uh, as to what he just said, wanted, wanted the actors to have things to interact with. So there were gorgeous, huge sets. Um, the whole length of that yellow brick road is probably the length of a, a, almost of a football field. Wow. And, yeah. um, and um, you know, there's enormous big set pieces that were there. And then the CG would sort of take off where the set ended. So in this case, you know, a foot on either side of the yellow brick road. But in other cases, Glinda's Castle, there was a huge courtyard. And then, you know, where it stopped, that's where the blue screen would continue. Mm. And Sam, you have these touchstones from the... Uh, the 1939 movie, like you almost have to get to in this film, in, in this movie, The Wicked Witch, and you have the Yellow Brick Road and, and whatnot. You have references to uh, scarecrows and lions and, and things like that. But how much of it, how much of it is breaking the story and bringing your own elements to it, and your own, your own vision as well? Well, it, for me, it wasn't about bringing my vision. It was about recognizing this great story that uh, Mitchell Kapner had wrote, the screenwriter, and obviously he based it on Baum's works, mm -hmm. and it was about bringing that story to life. And then it was about the specifics. How do we make this character's goal seem real? How do, we make, um, how do we make this interaction between these two characters dramatic and the conflict more dramatic, more overwhelming? I mean, it came down to the, to the basics of filmmaking for me. So it wasn't about how to put my stamp on, but how to tell the story the best. Okay, so you have, uh, you have Oz, you've got Finley, we've got three witches as yes. well. One good, one bad, one TBC. <laughs> Can you talk about those characters, uh, Evanor and Theodora sure. and Glinda? Well, this story is uh, about how the wizard came to the land of Oz. It's really like a prequel to the story of the Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. And so not only do we get the story of Oscar Diggs, a small-time carnival magician who is brought to this marvelous place and how on earth he became such an unlikely character, became the Wizard of Oz, this mm -hmm. great man who holds uh, the witches at bay through their fear of him. But it's not only that story, but it's the story of the witches too who they were, how the Wicked Witch became the Wicked Witch, who her sister was and what their relationship was, how Oscar helped create the Wicked Witch. Yeah. So because it's his story, it's all of their stories. Okay. And um, so we touch on the witches and as young girls now, or young women, and we have um, Rachel Weiss playing Evanora. Mm -hmm. First, we think that she's the keeper of the Emerald City, the, that person who is in charge in the absence of the king who has been poisoned. And we believe that she's the only thing that stands between the Wicked Witch and the good people of the Emerald City. Later, we'll find out who she really is. I don't want to spoil things for the audience, but sure. um, she plays uh, a light and a dark version of her character. Same with Mila Kunis, in fact. Mila plays an innocent girl, the sister of Evanora. She plays Theodora. And the wizard, as the picture starts, is something of a cad. Yeah. He's a heel, a womanizer, and he's an incomplete character. It's only once he gets to Oz does he find the elements of his character that he lacks. So when he first gets there, he meets Theodora, Mila Kunis. He's smitten by her, and he woos her, and then dumps her. 
And uh, so brokenhearted is so she. Casual, yeah. What's that? He's very casual. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's an Oz booty call. If you will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, from that place of a broken heart, she um, she's vulnerable to her sister's manipulations. Yeah. Rachel Weiss is the sister, and she she turns the screw. Mm -hmm. And now in Theodora's heart, that heartbreak turns to anger and then rage, and she becomes this woman scorned. Mm -hmm. And to silence her pain, she decides to take a bite of the apple, so to speak, and become the Wicked Witch of the West, okay. so that she can have her vengeance on Oz. So everybody, I won't go through all the characters, but they play a light and a dark version of mm. themselves. And we actually have a clip now with uh, Evanora and Theodora. Uh, Sack, Finley's not in this one, I'm, I'm sorry yeah, to say. Should I leave? Uh, no, <laughs> just stay for the time being, we'll see how it goes. Uh, enjoy the clip, thank you. Didn't I say he would come? You dare escort that oaf in here and, and allow him to climb on the hallowed throne? And why not? He is the wizard. The wizard, or so he says. Did it not occur to you that he might be an imposter in league with a wicked witch and sent here to kill us? Wicked witch, don't be ridiculous. Oh, I'm not the one who's underestimating her cleverness. Oh, maybe it's you I'm underestimating. Have you finally joined her side, sister? I am on no one's side. You know that. I, I simply want peace. It's all I ever wanted, and the wizard can do that. He's a good man. Oh, what do you know about goodness? Deep down, you are wicked. You're not wicked! <laughs> that temper really is wasted on you. Stuff. Okay, I'm sensing that some of you have questions for Sack and Sam. I can, I can just feel it. So we have Rovi microphones going around. Put your hands in the air, please, if you have anything you want to ask. Yes, right at the back here of the seats. Uh, hi, um, congratulations on the film. It's really entertaining. Um, Thank you. Thanks. I want to ask, uh, it's a PG-rated Disney film, and yes. it's still got your standard scary moments and jumping into the audience. How do you get that through Disney, saying we can have flying baboons screaming at children? <laughs> Well, The Wizard of Oz, the original Wizard of Oz, had so many moments of horror in it. It had the Wicked Witch who throws that fireball and sets the scarecrow on fire. These guys burning alive. And um, then they had those winged monkeys that tore the scarecrow apart like nothing. And then they've got our heroine who takes that pail of water or acid and throws it on the villain who melts down. So there really is a lot of violence and horror in the original Wizard of Oz. And this one, Oz the Great and Powerful, doesn't come close to that level of, um, of darkness. We really just have some frightening, spooky, winged baboons, and a wicked witch is revealed in all her terrible glory to be this terribly frightening old hag. But really, um, I don't think there's too many things that were in the story that had to be tamped down to be acceptable to an audience. It's not, there's not really any violence, it's just a couple of scary moments with a freaky baboon. <laughs> Not me, I'm the good guy. <laughs> uh, any more questions now? Just put your hands up. Oh, well, uh, yes, please, over here. Thank you. And then we'll come here. Uh, hi, Sam. Uh, your hi. first movie, The Evil Dead, was a very low budget, and the current remake that you're producing uses supposedly no CGI, uh, but this movie obviously has a lot of CGI. What are the differences between working with um, physical special effects and then having like, an entire world created from a computer? 
Well, it's just about, I think the, the main difference is where the energy is spent producing the, the visual effect. If it's an onset effect, like in The Evil Dead, you spend the time in pre-production, in rehearsals, in practicing, working with the you know, artificial limbs, whatever it is, the blood effects, and you take the time on set to get it right. And it's got to look perfect in the camera if you want to do it without CGI. It's a little bit of lighting, and it's a little bit of uh, time. Now, with um, a picture like Oz, we had to use CGI because the world Oz, uh, that Baum describes in his Oz books are so fantastical and outrageous that there really was no way to create what he wrote about except through the use of the computer. So that's a lot of pre-visualization time, working with different artists, figuring out what it's going to look like, and then deciding which pieces of the set are going to be real and photographing it. And then in post-production, a tremendous amount more of work, of continued animation, lighting, um, and uh, finishing of the, of the frames in CGI. It's about where that time is spent. Less time is spent shooting the picture sh to get the desired effect. And Zach, as a director, is CG uh, an arena in which you'd like to go, ultimately? Uh, one day, I mean, I've, I've only made one small film, uh, but this, one of the great things about being an actor and a filmmaker is that I, I, I get to have this grad school by watching someone like Sam work. And it was, you know, as a super fa film geek, for me, it was so fun to just be on set. And mm. the other actors would go back to their trailers and I would just kind of hang out on set and watch often because I, I was just so fascinated. Um, yeah. and, I, and I learned a great deal um, watching Sam do this. So maybe one day... Um, but I, I don't think I'm quite ready yet. Okay. Uh, I think there was a lady here in the uh, front row, and then we'll come back to you over there. Thank you. Uh, Zach, I wanted to ask, what process do you enjoy most doing? Um, working on film, working at um, theatre or TV? Um, they're all so different. Um, it's a good question. Um, I, I, I get a, a lot of energy off of theatre because I like you know having the audience response and... and um, when you're doing something dramatic and the audience is silent um, or, or funny and they laugh, it's such a high for an actor. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, it's sort of limiting because you know only X amount of people can see it. So um, then, getting to see, getting to do a big film is is a totally different experience and wonderful too. I think most actors would say they want to do it all. You want to, you want to. I mean, although some actors are, are are afraid of doing theater, but for the most part, I think most actors want to shake it up because they're all just so different. So. I got to do this film, and the f film I had done before it was a million-dollar film that we made, you know, on the fly in like 20 days. So it's a great movie, Garden State. Have you guys seen Garden State? Yeah. Such a great movie. I love that film. And Zach is so modest. What did you say? I went to Columbia High School. Oh, hi. Oh. How are you? <laughs> Came a long way for this uh, Q and A, but uh, um, so. Um, so it's a good question, but shaking it up, doing it all. Once, once you do one thing, as an actor, you very often want to do something so different. I'm sure as a filmmaker, Sam would say the same thing. He probably doesn't want to start right away another three-year uh, movie. Not with you, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey. But I, I would love to make an, a simple picture. That's right. Variety is the spice of life, especially in the movie business. It's great to challenge yourself and try different things all the time. There's a, a lady over here who... Um, my question is for Zach. First yeah. of all, I just want to say thank you for Scrubs because half of my dialogue on a day-to-day -day basis is quotes directly taken <laughs> from you. you. And so your American accent is I, amazing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you must be working hard on that. I have, day and night. 
Um, so my question is, what was it like watching the film and seeing your voice coming out of this monkey's mouth? But not only that, but also your very own physical choices kind of manifested in this cartoon winged monkey. That it must was, be quite it's a, bizarre. It's a great question. It was very surreal because there's about eight stages or so till he's complete, as I understand it. And I, 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 when I would go on, on set, you'd see sort of a rudimentary, almost like a really rough video game version and then as Sam was further and further in post-production, you'd see him getting a little bit further and further. But I, I was kind of nervous, to be honest, because I've never done anything like this. And I would go in to do ADR, which is when you add extra sound and, and voices. And he still wasn't looking like he does now. And I was like, see, he's not done, is he? You know? <laughs> and Sam was like, oh, no, there's like four more stages. You know, because so, he said a 1,000 people were working on this in post. I mean, so... I was nervous. I, actually, what was cool is when you'd go and see rough cuts, there'd be a picture of me, like almost like picture in picture, of me, a video of me acting the whole thing out on the on the cuts. So there were times when 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 um, the the animators had done something slightly different than I was doing, and I was like, Sam, that's not what I did. And, uh, <laughs> he was nice enough to, uh, to to push them towards doing what I did. So yeah, it was really cool. I mean, little things, facial tics and, and gestures, all, all seeing in the face of this monkey when it was finally fully realized was incredibly wonderful and, and really gratifying after, after so many months of work. On set, did you carry a suitcase with you? That's a funny question because the suitcase, the monkey carries this, this suitcase, but he's this tall. So Sam came up with this great idea since I was acting it all out that yeah. he should come up, uh, have the prop man build a scale suitcase for me to lug around. <laughs> So I thought it was funny until I tried to lift the damn thing. And uh, <laughs> so, so it was great, though, for the video reference. Yeah. I mean, he literally built a suitcase that was probably this big, and I'm <laughs> lugging it around and acting the whole thing out with the suitcase. Fantastic. We've got time for two last questions. Thanks. Uh, Sam, I thought Spider-Man 2 was uh, probably the best superhero genre movie that there's been. Oh, I was really you. disappointed you, you didn't get a chance to do Spider-Man 4. I was just wondering, are you going to get a chance to do Evil Dead 4? <laughs> I'd love to make Evil Dead 4. Um, Are right you now, going to? Um, I hope to. I don't, my brother's That's not here. A yes. It's. <laughs> I'm not certain. I'd like on, to. Mike. My brother and I, we're going to take the time, hopefully this summer, to work on the script. I, I, uh, I do plan to. Yes. So could Yes. Evil? That's a firm yes. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. An exclusive. Thanks so much. You badgered him. I like it. So Thanks, could, Sam. could Evil Dead 4 exist alongside the Evil Dead remake? Is that something that you, you guys have thought about? We don't think about anything too much. <laughs> but, but I think, thinking about it right now, it could, yes. Because okay. Evil Dead remake does not have the Ash character. It's a brand uh -huh. new set of characters in a similar situation. So the Ash character is still either trapped in time in the far-flung future in a blasted London or he's working at S-Mart, I'm not sure, <laughs> based on the Japanese version of the American version. <laughs> but that's what Evil Dead 4 would probably pick up. Okay, shop smart, shop S-Mart. Uh, yeah, that's the one last question. Yes, please. There's a lady smiling at the, at the very, very back. Just yell it out. Oh. There, there we go. Uh, one of my favorite chapters in Scrubs is My Way Home. Oh, you yeah. directed it. Oh, thank you. So oh, wow. how do you feel becoming from Dorothy to a monkey? Okay. <laughs> well, um, you probably don't even know this, but there was a um, uh, Wizard of Oz episode of Scrubs that yeah. I directed. Wow. Yeah, you there you go. see it. We didn't have quite the budget you had. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, 
it was a, it was a lot of fun to direct that. Your your question is, what was it like having done both? Um, I've always loved The Wizard of Oz, and I loved it as a kid. And when we when when Bill Lawrence, the creator of Scrubs, decided to do a Wizard of Oz themed episode and and chose me, I was really really thrilled, and we had a lot of fun making it, and, and to this day, I think, as I hear from fans, it's, it's some people's favorite episode. So then I, then I got to be in this, so I guess uh, there's a Wizard of Oz theme to my, to my life. I'll have to <laughs> keep it going. Fantastic. And on that lovely note, uh, that's it, I'm afraid. Thank uh, you guys so, so much for coming. For coming. You guys are a wonderful audience. Thank you for, thanks for sharing today with us. Sam Raimi, Sackraff. Thanks thank for your warm welcome thank you. also. Thank, thank you. you, thank you, thank you.